Utah has landed a four-star wide receiver through the transfer portal. What will he bring to the program, and will they be able to keep him long-term? Let's talk about it on today's Locked On Utes. You are Locked On Utes, your daily podcast on the Utah Utes. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, everyone, and thank you for making Locked On Utes your first listen every single day. We are available on all platforms, including YouTube and wherever you may get your podcast. If this is your first time listening to our show, make sure you like and subscribe. Love interacting with all of you in the YouTube comments as well as on social media where you can follow our show on X. Today's episode of Locked On Utes is brought to you by LinkedIn. These days, every new potential hire can feel like a high-stakes wager for your small business. That's why LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the right people for your team faster and for free. You can post your job for free at LinkedIn.com slash Locked on college terms and conditions do apply my name is jt wister still former intern inside the university of utah athletic department excited to be joined on today's show by ksl sports's michelle bodkin and michelle utah has started to gain some steam in terms of picking up wide receivers through the portal the big one was dorian singer but even before dorian singer they landed tayshawn lyons in the transfer portal recently and this is a guy who comes from washington he was a four-star receiver there he committed there and yes he did not play last year. You know who he was all ahead of him? Guys who are all going to be in NFL rosters and guys that literally just over a week ago, we were watching on the national championship stage. This is a guy who didn't just have Washington. He had Penn State. He had Texas A&M. He had Miami. He had a lot of big-time places interested in him. And I know he was a four-star, and since transferring, he's dropped to a three-star a little bit. But once again, like if, if you couldn't play at Washington this past year, that doesn't concern me. Honestly, even if he wasn't going to be able to play there right away next year, still not a huge red flag to me because there's a lot of really talented four- and five-star receivers that I'm sure he would have been competing at at Washington versus this is the kind of guy where I feel like Utah just got a four-star receiver, and this feels like another really significant get for Andy Ludwig's offense and especially Coach Witted's receiver room. Yeah, this was – both were a very big deal. Um, you know, you have someone – like Dorian Singer that just has some name cachet, kind of like what we talked about with M- Micah Pittman uh, last mm-hmm. year. And uh, yes. obviously it's, it's sounding like he's back this year as well. Mm-hmm. So it's, you know, you have, you have some name cachet that's coming into the program. Um, you know, some proven guys that you kind of know what you're getting with them. Maybe they've fallen off a little bit um, in some of the moves that they've made. I don't think that's necessarily of any real concern, um, you know, especially I think looking at Dorian Singer, uh, it, it's another case of he, he moved to a place where he had to compete for playing time. USC doesn't exactly suck uh, in their receiver room either. So, so it's, you know, you, I, 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 to be honest, I'm not entirely sure why he made that move in the first place. Um, but, you know, live and learn that that's kind of, you know, what some of these guys are going to have to do now with the transfer portal being an option and, and the ability to move and either, you know, look at NIL or playtime or whatever. Um, you know, if you make a bad choice, you might have to live with it. You might have to rethink again and maybe make another move uh, and maybe think, you know, things through a little bit differently than you did the first time. Uh, and and I think that's maybe a little bit what happened here. It'll be interesting to hear what the story is as that kind of comes out. 
Uh, but looking to the redshirt freshmen that they brought in from Washington, uh, you know, you're right. Like that, this is a guy that his high school film really stands out. Uh, and, and again, because we're talking about another wide receiver room that was just really, really good. Um, you know, I don't think the Huskies were wasting space on someone that they thought was just going to be it. Uh, so, so the fact that, you know, this kid was looking for a little more playtime, maybe someplace that's a little more open, uh, with some room for him to grow and breathe, uh, compared to where, where he originally ended up, I think is huge for Utah. And now it's just kind of time to step up. Uh, and see what your new wide receiver coach kind of has uh, and see if you can't get some of these guys out on the field and being weapons for not only Cam Rising, but the guys behind them who are likely going to be taking over after next year. Yeah, I'm glad you brought up the future, and that's something I want to address as well. And you also brought up the high school film, which is also something I want to talk about because <laughs> when he was a four-star coming out, that high school film, he had 50 catches in his senior year, over 1,000 yards, did 10 touchdowns to an averaged over 20 yards of catch too so that explosive element something that utah has been talking about trying to add to their offense for a year feels like with cam rising and some of the pass catchers they got coming back money parks has shown flashes for a few seasons now body you know he had the one huge play this year but wasn't given a chance to really put that on full display because of the quarterback position not being up to the par we expected to be with cam not coming back as quick as we hope but just talking a little bit more about what kind of a tayshawn loins brings has those long strides to help him separate he's a tremendous athlete to me with great hips who can break tackles with ease also does a good job making contested catches and tracking the ball and just great vertical ability to high point those passes he's got all the tools to be successful at utah and look when you're looking at this year is is Lions going to see the field a ton? It's hard for me to say just because right now I'm like, who's wide receiver one? Dorian Singer. After that, Money Parks. Um, we already mentioned Micah Pittman. I think Manier McLean's another guy. Mm -hmm. I like the flash that he saw. So maybe he could beat out one of those guys, just like we saw Mikey Matthews make some plays this past year for Utah. But that's where I just don't know if right now. But I'll say this. If you had, if I had to go all the way to like 2025 for Utah football and even like some just going to 2026 in some ways too. I think Lions is the kind of guy who's got a really good chance to be either one or two in terms of receiving yards on this team, Michelle. Yeah. Uh, I mean, he has all the tools. It's, it's again about his willingness to learn, taking the system, mm -hmm. um, how well he works with whoever's the quarterback, uh, how well he works with the other yeah. guys in the room. Uh, that he's with. Uh, those things all kind of play a part in how successful you are or aren't as a wide receiver. And um, that, again, I, I don't think Washington's taking someone uh, that, that's incapable of those things. I don't think, to be honest, Utah is at this point. Yeah. Um, you know, there, there maybe was a time where it's like, okay, yeah, just let's get some bodies in the room and we'll figure out the rest of it later. And, and, and it might be a, we have to revisit this idea the following year because we didn't do a very good job. You know, this year we were just filling space uh, and, and it didn't, we didn't get the guys that we need. I think there's some urgency in the program. I, I think there, there is a little bit of a, there's a prime opportunity in front of us uh, between moving to a conference that I, I want to be so careful here because we don't know for sure yet. We don't know for sure yet, but a conference that it looks like you can move in and kind of be the premier team, if not one of the premier teams. Absolutely agree. With um, that. And I say that respectfully. Um, 
it just there there there's some open positions there, especially with teams like Texas and Oklahoma heading out the door. Um, you know, there there are going to be a couple of teams there, and I fully expect Utah to be one of them that jockeys to kind yeah. of be that type of team in this league. Uh, and then you look at the college football playoff opening up to 12 teams, uh, and, and you look at the people that are kind of coming back for Utah, Cam Rising, Brant Keithy, um, you know, your defensive line for the most part is returning. Offensive line, you only have to re or figure out two spots. Um, you know, you've you've seen some flashes of promise with your tight end room without Brant Keithy in it. Um, so you know, there there's just some some key pieces there um, that have kind of been there for for the Rose Bowls and the Pac-12 championships. Uh, that if you have them coming back and you play your cards right and you bring the right type of players in and especially wide receivers, because that's kind of been an area that you've maybe struggled in a little bit, you have to be feeling pretty good about what your position might be heading into this football season. Absolutely. That's something I've talked about a little earlier this week because of the returning talent, the coaching. I compare what Utah should be able to do in the Big 12 a lot more to what I expect Oregon to be able to do in the big 10 rather than a UCLA where it feels like it's going to take them a few years to get back to a mm -hmm. conference championship level competing. Utah's in a strong position. And part of that is absolutely because of the state of the big 12, which is fair coming off the seasons. They're all coming off a of last season to not be like, Hey, outside of Oklahoma state, like there's a lot of other question marks, even the Kansas state loses their quarterbacks. So that's where there's a lot still up in the air there where I think Utah should be able to. And I also am going to be discussing that on tomorrow's show, even a little bit more. So Michelle, thank you for teasing <laughs> that ahead of time a of little bit. Bit, but I do want to continue with this wide receiver theme more on the discussion because we've done this before, right? Get excited about Utah landing a wide receiver, and a lot of times it hasn't worked out. I think with Tayshawn Lyons, this can be an exception for Utah and kind of be the new precedent for them going forward where these wide receivers stay at Utah and potentially thrive at Utah. I want to talk about why that is in one moment, but first, I want to talk to you all about one of the sponsors of today's episode of Locked On Utes in our friends at LinkedIn Talent Solutions. At the start of the year, every small business owner is asking themselves the same question. What is the one move I can make that'll take my business to the next level in 2024? LinkedIn Jobs knows that your success all depends on the team you surround yourself with. That's why LinkedIn Jobs has created the tools to help you find the right professionals for your team faster and for free. LinkedIn isn't just another job board. LinkedIn is a vast network of more than a billion professionals, which makes it the best place to hire. Hiring is easy when you have that many qualified candidates. So easy in fact that 86% of small businesses get a qualified candidate within 24 hours. It's why small businesses rank LinkedIn jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on college. That's linkedin.com slash locked on college to post your job for free. Terms and conditions do apply. Also want to talk to all of you about another sponsor of our episode of Locked On Utes today in UCCU. Learn Earn, the UCCU mobile banking app that pays your entire family to learn about money. Kids look to parents to become more financially literate. Parents don't always know the answers. Learn Earn breaks down financial topics into fun, bite-sized educational games like quizzes and trivia. Every time a family member completes a topic, that earn points that can occur and can be redeemed for gift cards to stores like Amazon, Apple, Sephora, Walmart, Nike, and more. There is age-appropriate content for every member of the family. You can compete against each other and track their progress on leaderboards. Learn Earn is inside the UCCU mobile banking app, so you can play anytime, anywhere. The more you play, the more you learn. And the more you learn, the more you earn. Learn Earn, part of UCCU's award-winning Be Money Smart Youth Banking Program. Helping kids, teens, and parents have fun while becoming more financially literate together. UCCU, love where you bank. All right, Michelle, coming back into this one, as I kind of mentioned before, we discussed our 
great sponsors here on Locked On Utes. Utah has had some issues keeping receivers in the past. They've landed guys with high marks. The most recent example of that is Mikey Matthews. So I actually want to talk about a little bit more about why I think he might have departed the program in a second. But first, want to do focus in on why I think that things can be different when you're talking about Tayshawn Lyons. And I really think it's because Utah is going to continue to shift more and more to becoming a, as they already have, a more well-rounded offense. You have to in today's college football. Yes, Utah will, as long as Andy Ludwig here is here, be a run-first offense. But I tell you what, you don't land a player like Isaac Wilson unless you have a plan that he feels is going to utilize his skill set in what was one of the most electric seasons we saw any high school quarterback have across the country this past season, what he did at Corner Canyon. So I think I look at the explosiveness there as well. And just in general, I feel like this year, especially, we would have seen had Brant Keithy played for Utah back in 2023. He would have had a great year. Devon Vele got to 600 yards with Utah kind of forgetting about him for the first half of the year, even. It feels like with Cam there, easily could have gone to 700, maybe even 800 receiving yards as well. I just feel like this offense has shown the signs of becoming more receiver friendly over these past few seasons. And I think it's trends like that that are going to leave a guy like Lyons feeling like he can be utilized in Utah and he will hopefully want to stay and other receivers will want to continue to come and play in this Utah offense, regardless of who the quarterback is. Yeah, I, I think that's a great point. Um, you know, and, and to your point, yeah, we have seen some guys kind of start to be used a little bit more. We've mm-hmm. talked about money parts a little bit. Yeah. Um, you know, it's not been a consistent thing. And I think more of that's been up until kind of recently, he's been a younger player. Mm-hmm. And so he's been trying to get his wheels under him. And it felt like maybe this year could have been his breakout year, but then you have the issues at quarterback and you don't necessarily have the right guy to get him the ball to allow for those kinds of opportunities. Uh, you know, and uh, as you mentioned, we kind of saw that with Devon Bailey as well. He was all but forgone for half the season uh, and then kind of became the security blanket when everybody remembered and or they just didn't have any choice because no more Thomas Yasmin. Um, you know, you, you didn't have your tight ends to, to really rely on. Your running backs were uh, kind of limping, gimping along. So it, it just, former defensive end is your backup tight end for most of the year by, after Yasmin got hurt. Yeah. Uh, so it's, you know, the, the hand might have been forced, but I think it maybe was also a little eye opening to them as well that. Mm-hmm hey, like uh, we, this is a position group that we need to use and it's kind of thrown some people off because we aren't traditionally known for throwing to our wide receivers. Um, so so it's going to be interesting to see and it's going to be interesting to see how they manage to balance all these guys that are coming back that are capable of handling the ball. Uh, you know, looking at that tight end room uh, and the way that they've run two and three tight end sets in the past. Uh, I fully expect them to kind of get back to that, but they're also going Mm -hmm. to want to make sure that Dorian Singer is happy, that Micah Pittman's happy um, and show, you know, a young guy in Tayshawn uh, who who may may or may not play a whole lot that, you know, there's opportunity for him. Uh, you know, regardless one way or another, but that requires you using some of the pieces that you do have and you do currently feel comfortable throwing out there. And he may be one of them. He might not be. It it just, it really depends. But, uh, and then I think, yeah, you look at kind of the, the future of who's running that offense. 
Um, and, and again, I don't want to discredit or discount Brandon Rose. We just don't really know what he can we do because he was no part, of, part of the issue no with, with the whole quarterback thing. Mm -hmm. um, but, but I think we do have a pretty good idea of what Isaac Wilson at least will eventually bring to the table whenever he gets comfortable playing at the collegiate level. And, and that's the big key, right, is how quickly does it all click for you? How quickly do you feel comfortable doing all the things that you were kind of doing in high school, but elevating it to a collegiate type level of play. Uh, and if watching him in the Polynesian bowl this week is any indication, he seems to be doing just fine. So I, I think there's a lot of hope there. And I think if you're a wide receiver, you're looking at Utah with Cam Rising coming back this year. And if you have further eligibility beyond this year, you're looking at, hey, this Isaac Wilson guy looks like he might be the biz and it might be worth rolling the dice and seeing what happens here with a, dy a dynamic playmaker like that throwing the ball around. Um, it, it might open up some great opportunities for me as a wide receiver. It absolutely should. I really think that we're just going to continue to see this passing game grow and grow. And look, obviously Utah didn't have the success they wanted last year because the most recent of these receivers to transfer out is a Mikey Matthews. But I do think when you look at Mikey Matthews, there's a number of reasons for that. Like we said, we expect Utah to continue to trend in a direction that is a balanced offense, but it is still going to be a run first offense more than likely. And even if that ratio is, I don't know, we'll be interesting to see if it gets to that 50, 50 kind of standpoint. If anything, I expect it to be more like a 40 to 60 probably, but last year it was a lot worse than that with a uh, brand with Bryson Barnes in there. So that's something that Utah wants to get back to is that more balanced offense at Cal. And yes, I know they still have Jade not. I, I do think that this is going to be a team that wants to air it out even more. They hired a new offensive coordinator. They brought in Chandler Rogers from North Texas, who threw for over 3,400 yards last year so to me mikey going back to california he's closer to home i know it's not in his exact cal is not exactly where he was from but still closer to home in california in an offense that looks like it's gonna probably they, they threw for more yards last year and i think there's a decent chance they'll do so again look obviously utah's set up for more immediate success right now but obviously he felt like that was the best place to him we don't know there's things like nil that could have played a factor this was his first you know he spent winter out in salt lake maybe that could be another reason as well being from <laughs> california that he wanted to go there we don't know the exact reasons like that but to me it's not some awful look on utah that mikey matthews wanted to transfer out i think there's a lot of reasons that he wanted to go to cal and i wish him all the best over there as well and i think it's going to be interesting to see how he does over there yeah, I it, to be honest, it was an interesting move. That's not where mm -hmm. I thought or expected he would end up. Um, I, is it going to be a better situation than what he had at Utah? I don't know. Mm -hmm. uh, but I, I, one of the things I kind of did here is, you know, he wanted to be like the feature of the offense. And that's not happening at Utah. It's just not. Uh, it's going to be one of the running backs, maybe, you know, the tight end. Um, he could have been a feature yeah. of the offense. Singer, uh, next and, and I think, and I think though that's what Utah really needs to kind of pitch to anybody that they're looking at to come in and, and be a wide receiver, play wide receiver. Is look, we are a run first team. We also really value our tight ends. We like playing kind of that big boy smash mouth football. But there is a place for you to be one of our featured players. You may not be the featured player, but like if you do what we ask you to and what we need you to, you have great opportunity and we will make sure that we showcase that. And I don't know, it, you know, I mean, who knows that that maybe just was not good enough for Mikey and that's fine. Um, you know, if, 
if you're in a position where you want to be like the guy, then yeah, you got to go find where that's going to be. Cause it's like, like you've kind of mentioned under Andy Ludwig, that's just not going to really be a thing. Yeah. Mikey Matthews at Cal next year should easily, and he would have had, he stayed at Utah, of course, too. He'll easily soar past the 200 plus whatever yards he had, but what he's not going to do at Cal that he would have done. And he probably stayed at Utah for being honest is when we think back to the Jalen Dixons, the money parks, the Devon Bailey, these are all guys who had big catches in big moments in big time games. Cal, surprise me your first year in the ACC if you can, but that just doesn't seem like it's going to be the case versus this Utah team because the talent that's returning and in place there feels like they are ready to compete for a Big 12 championship right away. So it's going to be interesting to see how that move works out for Mikey. But as we said, just because of the changes we've seen in Utah and how they have begun to utilize their receivers more, I do feel confident that Utah is going to be able to keep a lot of these receivers they land. Now also, once again, before we leave this topic, no, Utah, of course, is not going to keep everyone because no collegiate programs out there is going to keep everyone because that is the nature of college football. You see so many people, I feel like, that are like, oh, Utah is this problem and that problem. And yes, their wide receivers haven't always been the best, but just because you have players transferring doesn't signal this massive issue because all across the country, we see hundreds Hundreds of players entering the portal each offseason. So I do think that aspect of it gets a little overblown, Michelle, that there's a problem here, a problem there, because every college team is dealing with transfers because there's only 22 spots on the field. Not everyone's going to play. Yeah, I, I think it's it's a case of you really have to kind of look and watch, um, you know, what – who is this person? I, I know yeah. a lot of Utah fans were freaking out. Oh my gosh, we have like 15 guys in the portal. What's up with that? We'll go look at the names of the 15. And I don't mean that to be rude. Like there are a lot of guys that I really, really liked and yeah. and whatnot that, that left the program. But like they weren't like very few of them had any kind of stat sheet. Like Objective starters, I, all of that. That, very few. that you know, I, there were like three of them that I think Utah would have really like to have kept three, three or four. Um, And the rest of them, you know, it was fine that they moved on. And, and that's the ideal. What's happening with Utah is the ideal that you really aren't losing key guys, uh, at least not a lot of them. Uh, and, And this is kind of the first year that they maybe have lost a couple of guys that I think they would have really rather have kept. Yeah. But it, it, you know, it, it, it just, this is what college football is at the moment. But if you can hang on to the majority of them, if, if you're still walking away with your Cam Risings, your Brant Keithies, um, you know, guys like that, uh, that really have kind of been an anchor and a core of what you've done over the last several years with, with your most recent successes, then I think you're a-okay. You start losing those guys to the portal, um, to NIL, then you might have a reason or or a, a notion to panic because yeah maybe there is something wrong in that case but but a handful of guys um, in an even larger pool of guys that really didn't contribute a whole lot to this team it, it's just what it's gonna be yeah they were had to be they were either going to be battling for a starting spot or were projected as a backup next year. A great example of that to me of a guy Utah would have loved to keep, but for the 2025 season, not really the 2024, Justin Medlock. 
When you have Leavani, Demuni, Karene Reed, Lander Barton all coming back, at best that makes Medlock the fourth best linebacker on this team. He understandably wants to play and now gets to do that back in Texas where he's now at SMU too. So a good opportunity for him. But it's going to be interesting to see how the transfer portal, if there's still other things that shake out, other commitments. We still hear rumors out there. Actually, with Kyle Whittingham was on ESPN 700 today and said they plan on still trying to add a few more players too. So that is something we'll continue to monitor at Locked On Utes. But something else we have to talk about is Utah Gymnastics. Their season is well under way and a lot of things have been happening there we're going to be discussing all of that in one moment but first I want to talk to all of you about one of the sponsors of today's episode of locked on youth in our friends at jace medical I know we come to this show to talk sports and just escape some of the crazy realities of real life, but can we just talk for a minute about preparing for real life? According to the FDA, pharmacies are running out of antibiotics like amoxicillin right in the middle of the worst flu season in over a decade. This is scary. I can't imagine a more helpless feeling than a loved one getting sick during a supply chain issue, and that is what's keeping them from the life-saving medication they need. Thankfully, we'll all be okay because of Jace Medical. The Jace case is packed with five different antibiotics that treat a long list of bacterial in illnesses and in infections, including UTIs, respiratory infections, skin infections, among others. This stuff can happen to any of us. So you can visit jacemedical.com and complete your physician encounter. It will re be reviewed by a board-certified physician, and your medication will be dispensed by a licensed pharmacy at a fraction of the regular cost. It's never more important to be prepared than today. So go to jacemedical.com and use code LOCKEDON to get $20 off your order, capital L-N-O, in that Locked On promo code. Also want to talk to you all about another sponsor of our episode today in our friends at FanDuel Sportsbook. And with FanDuel Sportsbook, you guys know there is an opportunity because the NFL regular season is wrapped up, that playoff action is underway, and FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook, has you covered. Right now, new customers get 150 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place a $5 bet. That's 150 bucks in bonus bets, win or lose. The app is so easy to use. There are so many different ways to bet, like live same-game parlays. Find bets in the new Explore tab. Make a parlay in the Parlay Hub. The best way to find popular parlays and more. So you can visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn and make your first bet a layup. FanDuel, an official partner of the NFL. And speaking of the NFL and Utah, one of the prominent Utes in the NFL right now is Dalton Kincaid, and he had a huge game against the Steelers, catching a couple big balls, especially a touchdown right down the middle of the field. That was beautiful to watch. And the Chiefs have a big one coming up. It's Patrick Mahomes versus Josh Allen, and the Bills right now are currently excuse me the, yeah the bills are actually favored at this exact moment by two and a half they are the home team it's going to be interesting and if you guys feel like dalton is going to be able to go out there and get a win make sure you head over to FanDuel sportsbook really quick michelle before we talk gymnastics isn't it just so much fun to watch dalton out there do his thing in the nfl it's been a lot like it's been a good year to be a youth really? in the nfl like yes. i mean just all all across the board there's been so many guys that have mm -hmm. done so well couple of guys that have been in the league for a while. Uh, now feel like, yes, exactly. That mm -hmm. just kind of feel like they're maybe starting to pick up some steam and some momentum. It's, I, it's so fun to see, um, you know, these guys that I used to cover doing their thing uh, at a much higher level. And, and Dalton is certainly one of them. Yeah, it's been fun to watch him do his thing. And, uh, you know, something else that's been really fun to watch is Utah Gymnastics mm -hmm. being back. Had a couple of big things happen in the Utah Gymnastics world. Michelle, what were your biggest takeaways? Yeah, so, I mean, we're talking about a team that uh, uh, was in the headlines for not great things uh, for for once in their long, illustrious um, reign. And, uh, you know, it's 
it's an interesting story. It's actually one I'm still kind of following and monitoring because I, I, I don't know that we know the full extent of it and, and I'll just kind of keep it there for now. But, um, you know, this is a team that's been through a lot and, uh, and have had to figure a lot of things out with a lot of chaos going on around them. And I think for the most part, they've dealt with it really well. Um, you know, they came out and they had a really strong showing at uh, or in their first meet of the season against Boise State, posted a respectable score that placed them second in the country after the first week. Yep. Um, you know, you can't complain about that. They had a bit of a meltdown uh, over the weekend uh, in the in the Sprouts Farmers Market. Nailed it. Yep. Quad, yep. Uh, meet against some of the other biggest names in all of college gymnastics. Uh, they came in fourth. That's, I don't think what any of us were necessarily expecting would happen. I don't know that I thought that they would win it. Uh, yeah. With Oklahoma, LSU and UCLA, that's a tough field. It's a, it's a toughie. It's a tall ass, but I thought second or third was more mm -hmm. than within reach. Uh, and they just had a lot of uncharacteristic mistakes from people that you would not expect. I, the big one's Miley O'Keefe. Um, you know, you just never expect Miley to fall off the beam. You never expect her to miss a pass. Um, but I, I, the key thing here is she's human. Um, it was actually in some ways refreshing to, to note that she is, in fact, human. She's she's not uh, some crazy, freaky performance robot that just goes out on command every week and, and hits it. Um, but the cool thing was, is they only had, you know, a day and a half to think about it, really. And uh, they had to turn their attention to a different quad meet, uh, the best of Utah. And I mean, that one was never in doubt. It, that one never is in doubt. I, I will just say it for them. They are the best gymnastics team in this state. And it's probably going to be a cold day in hell when someone else wins that meet. Sorry. I know it sounds rude, but it's just the truth. Um, facts are facts. I mean. Fa facts are facts. Um, but uh, you know, she she turned around, gets a perfect 10 on beam and then a pair of like nine 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 fives or a 995 yeah. and a 925 or, or some 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 pairing of that. But I mean, she went out and did really well and the whole team performed considerably better, uh, beat their first score of the season. Uh, so they have a new high score for the season. Uh, and, and I mean, they still have some things to work on. Vault's still a little up in the air, questionable. There's some consistency issues there. Um, but bars, beam, and floor look phenomenal. Um, they, they look like they could be real killers, assassins out there on those events. So they can eventually figure out vault. And that's the beautiful thing, right? You don't have to have it all figured out right this second you, you have you have some meats to kind of grow get in the groove of things get comfortable with things and i think this team can do that uh but you know just they need a little a little grace with some time and and we'll see how they kind of grow into things it is going to be interesting to see how the rest of it plays out and as you mentioned it is kind of crazy how quick of a turnout around it was going from saturday to monday but they were able to take care of business and you know you even mentioned miley o'keefe she had that with that 10 on beam that gave her 12 for her career on that for the oh, national just that apparatus 13 overall yeah. in her career she has and one 10 on bars 
yeah, it's just, it's incredible what she's been able to do. And the future that uh, Utah had a huge week in recruiting not long ago, either for gymnastics as well. So Utah gymnastics still continuing to do their thing. And there's a lot going on at the university of Utah, whether it's men's and women's basketball, gymnastics, there's football transfer news. If we want to keep track of all the chaos, Michelle, where should everyone head over to? Yeah. So make sure you check out kslsports.com, hit on the Utah Utes tab. All of my work will be located there. And uh, if, if you want to follow me on social media, uh, it's the same handle for X threads and uh, Instagram at Bodkin KSL Sports. And then you can always look me up on Facebook too. It's just Michelle Bodkin. Hey, you got threads this time. I remember the last two times. You I know. I like, I struggle to remember that one. To be honest, I don't really do much of anything with it, but like I do post my work on the KSL account there. So um, if, if you're a diehard threads person for whatever reason, and that's where you go to get your sports news, uh, you can find it on the KSL account there. Hey, never bad to have your bases covered for sure. Especially <laughs> with all the rumors we hear about X potentially collapsing. It feels like every single week, the rumors, I feel like it's going to be fine, but there's always some noise around it every week. So you never know what's going to end up shaking out. But Michelle, we always appreciate you coming on. Thank you. I love being on. Thanks. That's going to do it for today's edition of Locked on Utes, but we'll be back with you tomorrow talking about Utah's very favorable path to a Big 12 championship in 2024.